Film Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Faith Knoll. Today's episode is the first episode I ever recorded. We talk with my little sister, Gabby Knoll, and discuss high school broadcasting class, the Goonies, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Side note, she is playing with a fidget toy, so if you hear a fart, you didn't hear a fart. Anywho, welcome to the Fireside Chat. Okay, hi, welcome to Friendly Film Fireside Chats. Um, That's a tongue twister. It is. It's uh, alliteration. It's my favorite thing. Welcome, my little sister, Gab- Gabby, Gabriella Nald. Gabriella mm-hmm. Gabby Nald. Yep. Just Gabby. Whatever. You do you, boo-boo. Call me whatever you'd like, except Gabatron. So now everyone's going to call you Gabatron. Everyone already calls me Gabatron because it's my Instagram handle. Why don't you like Gabatron? I just don't like being called it, like. In real. In IRL. <laughs> in IRL. Okay. Great. So, um, I guess, what do you, you know, you don't necessarily do film, but you do broadcasting at in high school. So, do you want to talk about that? How did you get started in that? Why did you do it? Well, I really wanted to go into film. And so I started broadcasting, but then I realized that broadcasting wasn't the certain area of film that I wanted to be in. But the but I did have a certain create like freedom in broadcasting and do whatever I'd like because my teacher like trusted me and had a lot of faith in me to like put stuff out there that like would motivate not motivate others but like inspire others. So I do a lot of packages like dealing with mental health. But like I was an intro to broadcasting and for our final we had to do a package. So I did one on mental health and my teacher liked it so much that the next year he let me do that for like the first week of school. Or wrestling because I like wrestling. I was a wrestling manager. I'm going to join the team. So and I'm like the only one who's really like dedicated to get the get the stories done on time and stuff like that. Or like if we have like a really big one that needs a lot of planning I'm like the main person who plans it and like i'm in charge most of the time so when you say you're in charge are you like writing it shooting it and editing it or like i don't edit so yeah i hate editing i guess that runs in the family um (laughs) i mostly just plan and schedule and film and then someone else will edit and import it into the drive but do you see the edit before like are you giving final notice no i usually give the editor as much freedom as they want interesting that's a lot of putting a lot of faith in someone else without checking their work i i could never do that but you do I mean, you boo boo high school yeah it's a high school broadcasting you're right. show what are you doing now right now i'm working on a mass singer package so it's going to be teachers under masks and we're gonna have them sing and then we're gonna be like hey go to the instagram and you can vote on which teacher you think is under this head and we have a unicorn panda and shark what's your favorite mask that you have the unicorn one because like the mane is really soft so, after this year, and after that package, what's next for the Gabatron? <laughs> Sorry, Gabby, what is next? Well, Faith, <laughs> I am going to be a broadcasting practicum student next year. I basically get to pick what packages go into the show instead of just pitching them and 
we go out on shoots, there has to be one practicum student with them. So they're not effing around, you know? Okay, so practicum students are, like, the producers? Yeah. Or, like, do you also do another... Like, are you director? We, are you, well, like, floor manager? Like, what else does yeah, practicum entail? Producer, and then, like, you just make sure everything... Well, yeah, producer, make sure everything flows correctly, but you can also have a role in it. You'll also help teach others how to do certain things. So, like, right now I'm shadowing the practicum students, so I know how to write out the board, because we write everything out on the board, and I know how to make sure everyone's comfortable. I know how to work the equipment, stuff like that. What is your favorite role that you've done? Or want to do? I don't know. I like being behind... I like being behind the scenes and not having to, like, record the actual live show. So you like the pre-recorded packages? Yeah. And you don't like directing? I don't. Um, I think I just need to practice more directing. I like floor directing. Which is like stage managing yeah, or first assistant directing. Because I get to interact with the anchors and stuff and like the cameras. Whoa, that's so crazy because I kind of like first ADing for that reason. Because like I like being on that set talking to people. Yeah. So dream package. What's your dream package? Whether you do it at, in high school right now or you do it in the future. Dream package. Interview whoever you want. Cover anything you want. What are you doing? Uh, probably do something with music, like a band or something. What band? Well, I'd like to do Queen, but Freddie Mercury's dead, so. Okay, that turned really dark really quick. Um, what about like, what is his name? Remy Remy Malik. Rami Malik. Rami Malik. You could do something Rami. on him. Or Sebastian Stan. Oh yeah. Okay. Or Johnny Depp. Ooh, that would be an interesting one. Or Robert Pattinson, because Robert Pattinson doesn't have a lot of interviews out there interesting quiet yeah that's a good point okay so after high school what's the plan kind of in between two things two very different things either go to unlv for hospitality and then work my way up in disney so if i go to unlv it's gonna be hospitality if i don't go to unlv or maybe i'll switch it to like occupational therapy or something so you don't want to do broadcasting not really not broadcast like would you want to work in like the entertainment industry maybe i'd probably want to work with the actors the most so like maybe i'll go into cosmetology or something like that i'm all over the place right now i don't know what i want to do yeah hair and makeup works with you know the cast a lot but you also have um like assistant directors and not all pas but some pas and then you could also do like casting directing i could also do like design design like costume design set design oh 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 yeah like production designs under the art department yeah you could also um there's a there's a role in the sound department that basically directs the voiceover or like adr additional dialogue Mm -hmm. recordings so like the director doesn't necessarily want to be in the room so then the adr specialist or supervisor does that is that the one that reads the lines that like so, like, you have to do the guy recording and so, like, the other person reads the lines for them. Yeah, kind of. So, like, the so like you're looking at a screen and the director probably gave notes to whoever. And then mm-hmm. the supervisor's like, hey, can you read it like this? Can you try to do it like this? That's their job. So, yeah. basically, they're, they're kind of directing this uh, recording session. Yeah. And it's very, from my understanding, it's very one-on-one with the actors. Yeah. 
basically what I want to do in my life is I just want to I just want to have an impact on someone's life whether that's like in film or helping special needs I just want to be able to have someone like impact someone the way I was impacted how were you impacted talk about it so when I was going through a really hard time I started watching Marvel and like I really clung to the characters and like put really put myself in that world and like when I was at school and my anxiety would get bad I would imagine like that character sitting next to me so basically like the story the story and the characters had the most impact on me but like without the film that would have never happened I I can appreciate that but I also think that you and I are working on something we're not going to go into detail on it but we're kind of workshopping a, a script right now. Oh, yeah. So I can tell, like, through those little conversations we've already, we've already had, that you definitely like story. Yeah. And I think that is cool. And maybe, and just always maybe. Has, there's always has to be, like, a little truth to it. Or, like, some underlying truth to it. I think that whether it's a book or a movie or a TV show, there has to be some authenticity to it. No, I was just talking about how act, uh, directors that are either in their movie or write the movie and then direct it, like, there's a certain authenticity that can't be replicated through directors that just, that just, re like, direct based off a script that someone else gave them. So, like, for instance, Goonies, which was my favorite movie all time, Steven Spielberg wrote it but also helped produce but he didn't direct it. He didn't direct it. I think it was... Do you think it would have been different if he had directed it? Yeah. Like, do you... It would have been more... Like... I don't know how to describe it. Like, it, the shooting would have been different. It could have... It probably was would be more action-based instead of, like, storyline-driven. Interesting. Because, like, compare Goonies to, like, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is very action-based. Yeah, there's a storyline, but it's kind of hidden... Like, there's mm. just, like, so much going on. The storyline's kind of just there. It's not, like, a main... Or, like, the plot. Yeah, because I, if when I think of the movie Jaws, I don't necessarily think of the story. I think of, like, the spectacle of it. Like, mm -hmm. oh, the shark. Yeah. Oh, I remember the action scene of, like, the shark on the boat and the end scene. Like, I don't remember the story yeah. as much. But, like, when I think of Goonies... There's not a lot of, like, there's action that goes into it, but, like, the more I remember are the kids and what they say to each other and, like, the storyline behind it. Like, the whole thing is, like, they want to spend la one last summer together before they all move away. What spend, like, one last adventure. Interesting. And you, like, vividly remember that. Yeah. Like, my favorite, I can, like, recite a quote from it and everything. Okay. So. Like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. And they, there's a lot of, behind, like, cool behind-the-scenes stuff that you, like, th like, when they saw the boat for the first time, they that was actually their first time seeing the boat was when they recorded it, like the big pirate ship. They also cut out a really action-packed scene with an octopus, but I feel like if there was an octopus, it would have just been too much, like a giant octopus in the water by the boat. But they cut it out. Why? I don't know why. That's interesting. I never knew that. But to be fair, I've never, I never watched Goonies. Another example from a movie. <laughs> Okay, keep going. It's one of my other favorite movies, Tenet, with Robert Batson and John David Washington Jr., I think that's his name. And it's very, there's a lot of action, but it's also very storyline driven, but there's a lot of detail to where, like, you're going to have to watch it multiple times to, like, see everything in the movie. It's like a whole World War Three thing, and, like, 
you have a timeline, but then there's another timeline, but everything is going backwards. And you, you like, switch in and out. So, like, there's a guy who's, who's, like, so basically there's two of everyone, if you really think about it. So, they're trying to stop what's already happened, what's, what has already happened. But, like, their selves are, it's, like, a continuous loop, you know? It's really hard to explain. But, like, in the beginning, the first scene of the movie is also the last scene of the movie. And if you really pay attention to the small little details, you can tell, like, one character from the beginning that you didn't know has been one a main character the whole time. So it goes back and forth? Not back and forth, but, like, well, the whole thing is, like, everything's going, like, there's two timelines, forward and backwards. So, like, if you're going backwards, you're trying to prevent stuff from happening. But if you're going forward, you're trying to fix what already happened. Mm. Okay. You lost me, but I, I totally get it. No, you But really, not at all. You really have to watch the movie, like, one or once or twice. How many times have you seen that movie? Probably, like, three times. Okay. But, like, in the second one, I, st- I noticed that character thing where there's... Mm. Because, like... Who directed that movie? They're in mass and things. Let me look it up. The director of Tenet is, is Christopher Nolan. You're talking about how movies, like, stories are really important. And you're talking about, like, watching... Or, like, rewatchability, I guess. Do you think that Marvel movies have that? Or do you think it's... it's... I think the rewatchability is, like... Yeah, there's certain Easter eggs and stuff. But, like, that's kind of just here and there. I think it's the nostalgia aspect of that like drives the rewatching ass like the rewatching thing or like marvel movies are like comfort movies for a lot of people so yeah the nostalgia aspect or like if you're going through our time like just having that character with you like that that's what drives the rewatching aspect of it. i feel like going back to how we got on this topic of like the authenticity of the story versus like the spectacle of it i feel like marvel movies the expectation is more spectacle and when they are story-driven, for instance, like Black Widow, which has, I would say, equal parts, and it also has a very deep story that, like, you and I get because we're sisters. But that was one of those heavily criticized Marvel movies, probably for a number of reasons. Because the, the big guys that are really doing the rating are looking at it from an action standpoint. They're not looking at it looking at it through a fan's eyes. A fan's eyes sees it as there's a lot more depth to these characters in these movies because it's such a series of movies and everything's connected. But if you're looking at looking at it from a film critic's eyes, it's just a one single movie. Mm. And they're not looking like deep into it. They're just looking at the surface. But I still think that like yeah, I think you're right, but I also think that there's also a comic book aspect too. Like yeah. I don't necessarily know and the that comic goes book. back to the nostalgia thing. Because, like, the comics came out, have been coming out since the 50s, you know? So, like, our parents read those comic books. But now that there's movies about them, it brings out a certain nostalgia. And, like, you can see the difference between things. It's like Disneyland, you know? Sure. Totally. Like, there's changes, but there's also, like, stuff that hasn't been changed that has a nostalgia aspect. Or they're updated. Yeah. For better or worse. Yeah. So, like, the newer Marvel movies are, fo- are focusing a lot on the comic aspect of it. Like, not storyline-wise, but, like visual wise like costumes maybe lines a little bit but like well some storylines have teetered back i think that was one of the criticisms of black widow was taskmaster wasn't comic book what is the word comic accurate accurate, thank you so but then like costumes are like when wanda and vision wear their comic book accurate costumes everyone was like whoa 
they're wearing comic book accurate costumes. Yeah, That's but so cool. They're putting it. They're putting it into a series that isn't really comic book accurate. Yeah, but it's also like so. There's it's new, also there's like new and old in that. Yeah, but it's also kind of like Easter eggs and like SpongeBob for adults or like Pixar movies have not yeah. Easter eggs, but they have the adult universe, jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they have adult yeah innuendos that adults can pick up that make it interesting. If you take your kid to go see it. For Thor Ragnarok, they mushed two comics together. Which were which ones? Planet Hulk and Ragnarok. Also, this is gonna this is turning into just a Marvel podcast, but I am curious because Natasha and Bruce have a very big heart to heart in what is it? Age Age of Alt No so Age of Ultron. And they say that they can't have kids, but then recently Spoiler alert, Hulk came back from Sakaar with a kid. So make okay. it make sense. Because the human side of Hulk couldn't have kids. Bruce Banner couldn't have But he lied but to our girl not Natasha. Not necessarily. He turned into a whole different being. I thought you were going to say Hulk. beast. I was going to be like, that's not this kind of podcast. A whole different being when he's Hulk. Mm. But now that he's... Made smart Hulk, there's certain aspects of Bruce Banner and there's certain aspects of Hulk. Also, it's very far into the future with Hulkling, so, like, there could be technology to, like, change that, you know? Hmm. Did you like She-Hulk? Um, it was okay. You know what I really want to see? Uh, I know this is too late for it, but I really want to see The Winter Widow. I want to see the Bucky Natasha. I really want to see more of Natasha and Bucky's backstory together. Because Natasha's in the Red Room and Bucky got... Well, we saw a lot of Bucky's backstory, but we didn't see them together and how they interacted together. Because, like, they both, like, they both struggle with a lot of mental health issues and they kind of help each other through it. Also, we missed a big opportunity with Bucky and his cat, just saying. His cat? Yeah, Bucky has a cat named Alpine in the comics. Interesting. Also, in the comics, Bucky doesn't have as big as a part in Steve's life than it is in the movies. Because, like, Bucky's kind of just, like, Bucky's younger than Steve in the comics. But in the movies, Bucky's older than Steve. Mm. You know, there's also that line where she's like, you could recognize me when they're, like, going ham. Exactly. In Winter Soldier. So, like, I would have loved to exactly. investigate like, that more. And, like, there's a theory in Black Widow when she's in the Red Room, she gets choked out by a guy with long hair, and they're like, oh, that looks like Bucky. Oh, must be I Bucky. didn't know that. Yeah. I would say I am Team Roman Rogers. But also... Not Winter also Widow. Sh- I like Roman Rogers, but I want to see Winter Widow. Also, in Civil War, like, because Black Widow was in Winter Soldier and Civil War. When she says that line, it's in Civil War... So she could have been referencing to Winter Soldier. I don't think so. I think she was referencing something deeper. Because they also, like, this is a character that always references a lot of past stuff. Because she's also like, this is how Budapest was. And then, you know, Hawkeye's like, oh, yeah, I don't remember Budapest the same way. Yeah, I also would have loved it. I think Black Widow got robbed in that. I I was also just talking about this. I would have loved to see Clint in Natasha's backstory in Budapest. Um... I would say that we were robbed of Hawkeye and Black Widow's like, backstory. Nolan also directed The Dark Knight, Interstellar, and Interstellar. He's also directing Oppenheimer coming to theaters in July. I just saw that. 
Also, and Dun- Barbie and Dunkirk. Barbie's coming out the same day, so I think I'm gonna see Oppenheimer first, and then I want to see Barbie. Also, Greta Gerwig directing Barbie and Margot Robbie as Barbie, like that is so exciting. Yeah, he directed the Dark Knight series, which is a huge, huge franchise. That's DC. Yeah, but the Dark Knight trilogy itself is huge. Yeah, like some may argue it's the best superhero movie. I definitely had an argument with someone over that. I'm gonna be honest with you. My extent of watching the DC universe has been the uh, villain movies, both Wonder Woman, the newer by Patty Jenkins, um, and Peacemaker on HBO Max and Harley Quinn. That's like the extent of my DCU knowledge. Yeah. To be like, and my compare and contrasting DC to Marvel is Marvel has very f- comic book elements like blood and gore mm-hmm. like how does natasha fall off not on an infinity war not in not an end game when she falls off in black widow she falls down a building and like hurts her face she has like a bruise that's it whereas like in suicide squad that person would be you know completely bloodied you have to look at that and own. dead their demographic though marvel has a very has very young demographic because it's disney owned Whereas Not necessarily. D- whereas DC is HBO Max, whereas you have shows like HBO, Ma- you have shows like Euphoria, they can do adult animation shows like Harley Quinn. Although Taika Waititi can throw in, you know, some adult jokes into Thor, yeah. for better or worse, but he's doing it. Yeah, and We're- if you look at the, well, yeah, I agree with you on the Disney thing because before Disney owned Marvel, you had shows like. Daredevil and Jessica Jones, which were very sexual and very... Gory. Gory. Yeah. I've heard. I haven't watched them And yet. very dark storylines. That kind of reminds me of DCU elements, too. Yeah. So the question I have for you is, um, looking back on you wanting to impact people... What advice would you give someone interested in film, someone scared to, like, take a leap and do art, someone scared to just take their phone and record? Like, what do you want What do you want to say to them? What do you want to say to the world? Don't be so harsh on yourself because people look at you in a different aspect than you look at yourself. Because if you make a video of you singing or skit, you're going to say, oh, this When in reality, it could be really good in someone else's eyes. But also, be persistent. Like, keep bugging whoever whoever you're talking to. Just keep bugging them. Be like, hey, can I do this? Can I do this? But also stay true to yourself. Or, like, what topics you want to do. Be persistent. Stay true. And don't be so hard on yourself. And don't care about what other people think. You are you. Don't wow. let other people affect you. I love that. Also, I my study hall teacher... No, don't worry. This goes into it. My study hall teacher asks this question every day. And the question she asked us was, would you rather give up social media or would you rather give up movies and TV? I picked social media, but a lot of people picked movies and TV. Whoa. Mine, that's a crazy question. That's a crazy kind of question. Because, like, I can go without social media. It's just that. TV and movies, like, that's, like, my life. Like... I, I watch those in order to get through life. They help me through yeah, life. Yeah, and social media, like, doesn't help you get through life. Yeah, it kind of, like... Creates stuff. Drama. Not good stuff. Not all the time. Depending on how you use social media, yes. So, 
if you don't want to give up TV and movies, what movies and TV, why, what drove you to give that answer? Like, why I picked movies and TV? Yeah, like, what TV like shows or what movies? Yeah, I know, but, like, what? Like, specific? Yeah, can you name, like, top three of TV shows and top three of movies? I can, top three, oh, this is hard. See, I know, that's why I was like, I'm gonna stump her right now. Okay, top three movies. I'm probably gonna have to go one 80s movie, one Marvel movie, one Disney movie. Not in a specific I didn't make those parameters, but sure. Those are my parameters. Okay, It's not gonna be in a specific order. Goonies? It's gonna be hard to pick between Civil War and Winter Soldier. Probably, probably Civil War. And a Disney movie. Um, I'd have to say Lost City of Atlantis. What? That? I really what? like that movie. I don't think we have any Funkos of that movie. It's a really good movie. Like, it's amazing. Okay, and TV shows. TV Rapid shows. Fire, go. Once Upon a Time. Uh-huh. Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And Bang, Big Bang Theory and or Friends. That was four, but I'll give it to you. You can go five if you want. Uh, would you say Shameless? <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, Bojack Horseman. Mm. My top five TV shows currently would South be like... Park. No, not South Park. Kind of. It would probably be also, the Harley... probably Blue Bloods. Mm, that's, that's a good one. Because, like, we grew up on that show. Yeah. I would say Harley Quinn, WandaVision, um, Hawaii Five-O, the newer one, I know, Sue Me. Um, let me... Wow. That, that is a hard question. Probably Spongebob and Friends. That would be my top five. And then top five movies, Casino. Gotta love Joe Pesci. Gotta love Steven, uh, freaking Martin Scorsese. Getting the f*** out of me. Yep. Great. Now I gotta bleep the F word. Thanks for that. Um, you cursed earlier. I said damn. No, you said the F word. I've well, been pretty it... clean. I've been pretty clean. Anyways, Casino by Martin Scorsese. Um. Oh, A Simple Favor. I don't remember who directed that, but it's with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. The superior the one. superior one fight us on that i dare you um breadcrumbs no i'm just kidding <laughs> um probably probably guardians one, uh two volume two and i don't know editing faith here just wanted to say we recorded this episode back in march and since then guardians of the galaxy volume three has come out and that is definitely in my top five movies anyways back to the episode Okay, great. So, um, how do you want to end it? What do you want to say? I guess you kind of already gave advice, so... Stay true to yourself. Don't change yourself to fit the society- to fit the societal norm. Be true to yourself and your beliefs and your morals. Don't lose your morals and your, like, inner self. But the right people will accept you for you, so don't change to fit society. What better way to end this podcast with you than those wonderful words? Thanks, Gabby. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Friendly Film Fireside Chats. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to rate us. Reach out to us on Instagram at friendlyfilm underscore fireside and like us on Facebook. See you on the next Fireside Chat.
Fireside Chat is produced and edited by Faith Knoll. Music composition by Theodore Guzman. Social media managed by Gabby Knoll. This is a Faith Knoll Film Podcast. <laughs>